Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast hosted by me, Holly Haynes. Each week, I will dive into topics that educate and share the power of productivity to help you focus more on what matters and create a business and routine that you love. Learn the systems and daily strategies that you can implement right away to crush the daily rush and instead of just being busy, be productive. Each episode will help you gain clarity, focus, and empowerment in your routine. Learn how to manage your schedule and your business and yourself. With over 15 years of strategy experience working with Fortune 500 companies, all while raising my twin daughters and building my own successful online coaching business, I'll teach you the systems and structure to make your business grow without burnout and frustration and even a little time for yourself. It's time to crush the rush, as they say. There's a new way to get things done around here. Grab your favorite journal and tea. You are going to want to take notes. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode six of the Crush the Rush podcast. In this episode, I'm going to chat with you about how to find two extra hours of time in your day. That's right, two extra hours. This was one of my most popular social media posts in the last couple months, and so I thought it would be an awesome opportunity to break it down for you and how I find time in an already busy day. It's going to be fast, efficient, and super worth your time. So let's get to the show. So to get started, we're going to make these this easy. These are 10 things that I do throughout the day that if you did a sort of time audit on what you did every day will easily save you two hours or more. So you're going to want to make sure that you take notes, but just in case you're out walking or sometimes I vacuum or do chores while I'm listening to podcasts, this is all written out for you in a blog post, which I will put in the notes of the show. So that way you can save these tips for later. So the first thing that you can implement right away is to stop scrolling and we all do it. And I know right now with everything going on, we find ourselves grabbing our phone and just scrolling Facebook, scrolling Instagram, scrolling our emails. So despite managing my business on social media, I am actually not online very much. I do it very strategically and most people would never know that. I set aside time to connect on social media every day. I set a timer and then I get off. I do it in 20 to 50 minute increments depending on what I'm doing, if I'm answering messages or commenting on posts or connecting, whatever that is. But otherwise, while I'm working on my other tasks, my phone is in airplane mode, which means I'm not distracted by what's going on with everyone else. It's a crazy concept to think about not picking up your phone and immediately scrolling, but it works. And there are a couple of things that you can do to sort of stop yourself from doing this. One is just be aware of how much time you're scrolling on your phone. For me, my Apple Watch tells me every Sunday how much time I'm spending online. And so I can see it go up and down depending on what I'm doing. And it's just a little trigger for me to say, hey, Maybe I shouldn't be doing that as much, or maybe I need to put my phone away for a little bit more. There are also a couple of browser apps that you can put on like your Google Chrome or whatever browser you use that block you from social media sites after a certain amount of time. So as an example, the one that I have when I'm on Facebook, after I scroll for like 30 seconds, this little 
friendly message pops up and is like, don't you have something better to do? (laughs) It kind of makes me laugh, but it's like a reminder. Do I really want to keep scrolling or am I here for a certain reason? So those are some tips that I use to help myself stop scrolling. But most importantly, don't scroll when you first wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed because that's going to influence how you're starting or ending your day. And don't you want to be the one that influences that? And that's something I try to think about when I'm thinking about, hey, am I deliberately going into social media for a reason or for fun, which is totally okay? Or is there something else I should be doing right now? Second thing that you can do is do not hit snooze. And I say this all the time, do not hit snooze. Snooze is the worst and actually makes you more tired because you aren't getting into that deep, restful sleep again. So while you think that you're actually getting more sleep because you're hitting snooze, you're not. And I know from prior experience that this will save you 30 to 40 minutes alone. So when you go to bed the night before, go to bed with intention, map out what you want to do first thing in the morning, as in when you get up, I'm going to do these three things and then do it. I actually heard a quote earlier this week that says, inconvenience exposes commitment. And if you are committed as in truly dedicated, snooze would not be or will not be an issue. So you've got to find something that inspires you to get out of bed in the morning. Maybe it's reading your favorite book. Maybe it's making your favorite breakfast. Whatever you're motivated by, find that and stop hitting snooze. It's going to get you easily 30 minutes to an hour back right off the bat. The third thing that you want to do is say no unless it's one of your top three priorities. And I talk about doing things in threes a lot, but only say yes to what is going to support your goals. So my girls and I use this when it relates to healthy choices as an example. And all the time we say, is this a sometimes choice or an all the time choice? So like, eat your veggies is an all the time choice, but a cupcake or um, an Easter egg candy is a sometimes choice. So Netflix at 9 p.m., maybe that's a sometimes task instead of all the time, and you could flip that and do something that is more related to your priorities. Does that make sense? I talk a lot about this in my podcast, but I only pick one to three priorities a day, and typically they're related around family, self-care, and my business. And sometimes even that's too much, but if somebody asks me to do something on a day where, let's say we have a big family activity going on, I'm going to say no because that's not part of my three priorities, But as an example, if a friend asked me to girls night on the same night that we have a family movie night, I would say no or make an adjustment so that I could do both, but it doesn't impact one or the other. So you want to use your schedule to your advantage to help you make decisions, but you also want to make sure that you're saying yes to things that are your top priorities. That way you're not wasting time on things that you don't want to do or that are not important to you. Hi guys, as a bonus to all my listeners, I wanted to share a brand new guide I put together with all of us working from home right now. With everything going on in the world and all of the uncertainty of what will happen next, I really wanted to try to find a way to help. So I put together my best tips for being insanely productive working from home. I've used my experience over the last few weeks working from home with my two girls 
uh, and the rest of the family, including homeschooling and all the fun stuff that happens during the day, and my experience running a business from home over the last four years. So check the show notes and go grab the new guide, How to Be Insanely Productive Working from Home. And as a bonus, it even has a template for you to use for time blocking and how to schedule your day. And it's complete with an example of what my day might look like. So I hope this helps. All right, on to number four, a single task with a single focus. So do not multitask. And I talk about this a lot, probably daily in my Instagram stories, but this one is pretty straightforward. Even if you're just focused on one thing for 10 minutes, let's say, you'll get way more done in that 10 minutes than you will doing three different things at one time. I also use this to set boundaries. So as an example, when I'm in my office, my kids know that I'm working. So for the most part, they are aware that it isn't time to ask a million questions. Obviously, if it's an emergency, they can come in. But they know that this is my space where mommy is working. When I'm on the kitchen and trying to work, as an example, they think that I'm available. So I have to know that the signal that I'm sharing is that, hey, I'm here, I'm available, and it's going to be okay for me to put my phone down or do whatever I need to do because I'm not in my office and the sign to them is is that I'm available to do things with them. So it isn't to say that I don't work outside my office, but I think it's important that when you think about single task with a single focus, think about what signal you're sending and where you're working. So are you in a shared area where people perceive you to be available or are you stepping away for 10 to 20 minutes and just knocking it out and then coming back and being much more present? Number five is time blocking. And I know I talk about this all the time. It has probably come up in every podcast I've done so far but it works. I have it in my work from home guide that I mentioned, and I also have it a template that you can download in my system shop, which is on my blog, which I'll link um, in the show notes. You have to do it. It literally is going to save you at least a half hour to 45 minutes a day, which means if you follow all the steps I just talked about, you're already over two hours of time savings. The one thing that I'll add about time blocking, just to give a little bonus since I do talk about it so much, is that you want to watch your energy levels with this. So as an example, I come out the gate really strong on Monday in terms of tasks that I want to get done, but I make sure that I leave time on Monday afternoons as an example for planning and strategizing the week. So Tuesdays, as an example, are almost always interview days for podcasts and one-on-one meetings with my clients and coaches. But on Fridays, as an example, I try not to schedule any meeting so I can catch up. I know that on Friday, I'm going to be a little bit more tired, probably a little burnt out on all the things that's normal to kind of happen throughout the week and ready for a break. So you don't want to save your biggest task for Friday night because the chances are it's probably not going to happen. Plan your week so that on Mondays and Tuesdays or however you want to plan it, you're coming out the gate strong. So just as your energy fluctuates throughout the day and your week, so does your attention. And so you want to be mindful of that. I also almost always schedule a maintenance day, which is usually Friday or Saturday a.m., depending on the week. 
And this is the day where I really focus on reviewing things, cleaning out my inbox, looking at projects that I have, getting organized, rewriting my to-do list, which makes me happy when it's clean and organized, doing the laundry, cleaning the house, um, cleaning my office. You kind of get the idea. But sometimes having a day like this is going to be your most creative time because it's just a way for you to sort of refresh and think. And you don't have to have a maintenance day on the same day every week, but I would not schedule a maintenance day on the same day that you have five meetings, as an example. So hopefully that helps a little bit in terms of different ideas of how to use time blocking in terms of what your energy looks like, what you need to get done, and what your priorities are. But in addition to time blocking, you can also do a few things to help your motivation and be super focused by bookending your day. So as an example, I pick the first two hours of the day to focus on my self-care and my VIP tasks, as I call them. And then I use the last two hours of the day to do more administrative work, schedule in some family time, and then something rewarding for myself, which is maybe a movie or a book or something that I've been looking forward to. So I don't leave the hardest tasks for when I'm the most unproductive, which is, again, going back to your energy levels and when you're feeling like you're able to get things done. But then at the end of the day, I have something to look forward to. So I know if I focus really hard during the day that by the time I get to five o'clock, I get to turn my phone off and just focus. So that's helped me a lot in terms of utilizing time blocking to really make sure I'm doing the right things at the right time. Number six is don't compare. So I had a podcast guest a couple of weeks ago that's coming up in a a week or two and we were talking about schedules and we were talking about how your schedule isn't going to look like anyone else's. So just because I get up at 5 a.m. doesn't mean that you need to. You have to play around with with what works for you and when it feels good and when you feel fulfilled, stick with it. The point is to have a routine so that when you wake up, you know exactly what you're doing and you're not wasting time doing some of the things like scrolling that we've talked about. Number seven is block time to check emails. This is going to save you a lot of time right off the bat as well. I only check emails one to two times a day, and that is for both my full-time job and my coaching. This is probably the number one thing that you can take away from this podcast along with time blocking and scrolling because you want to say no to busy work as much as possible. And if possible, you want to try to automate repetitive tasks. So as an example, when I have a new client sign up for our wellness package, I have a welcome email that I send. Now I tweak it a little bit for each client, but it's basically the same information. So I don't need to rewrite it every time and I can use some of the same content. So when it comes to checking emails, you want to be super focused when you're checking them and then shut your inbox and go do whatever else you need to do. Sometimes I feel like checking emails is like having squirrel brain, as I call it, because you can open an email and go down this rabbit hole and then two hours later be like, oh, wow, I don't know what happened to all of this time. So be super mindful of when you're checking them and how much time you're spending responding. Number eight, and this one might surprise you, is stop eating like crap. (laughs) 
And the reason I say that is because let's say you're super stressed about what's going on in your day and you're like, I really want to go eat those peanut butter Easter eggs that are in my kid's Easter basket or leftover. So you go eat like five mini peanut butter eggs. Then your energy level drops. Your sugar spikes. So you have this like instant satisfaction, but then the rest of the day you're dragging and feeling like crap because you're trying to really, really focus, but you don't have the right nutrients in your body to really help you thrive. So I try really hard on the days that I know that I have to be ridiculously productive to fuel my body the right way. Otherwise, you're pulling from an empty tank. It's almost like a car. Like you have to fill it the right way if you want it to be efficient. And if you're not, then you're just going to be tired and run down and not feel like you can get all the things done, which is not how we want to act when we know that we have to really get through our list for the day. Plus, I don't know about you, but on the days when I am drinking a lot of water, which is super important, eating really, really well, like lean proteins, lots of vegetables, just super basic stuff, I feel satisfied because I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing what I said I was going to do, and I feel really good. And so for me, that is a time saver in itself because I'm not getting distracted with, oh, I need more caffeine, I need more sugar, I need a snack, because I know that I'm doing the right things to get through my day. All right, I'm popping in one more time because I have a really fun announcement that I have been wanting to announce for so long. You guys are always asking about what template am I using for my morning routine and my journaling or what page or journal do you use for your time blocking or how did you make that list or what tool are you using or how do you strategically fit in your business activities while working full time and having a family? All the questions I've tried to answer on my brand new system shop, which is on my website, where you can download all the templates and systems, even with video tutorials, and start using them right away. I've even added some bonus one-on-one mentoring and some fun surprises on the blog, so I hope that you check it out. You can find it at hollymariehaines.com forward slash shop. That's hollymariehaines.com forward slash slash can say that shop. And guys, I hope that you're excited because it's going to continue to build and really answer all the questions that you've been asking. So no excuses, be productive, not just busy. All right, we have two more left. So let's get right to it. Number nine is set aside time for you. So I talked about this a little bit when I talked about time blocking and bookending your days, but you want to reward yourself at the end of the day for working on those goals or even the beginning. So maybe it's moving your body or meditating or taking a walk or at the end of the day, setting your watch for a half hour and just giving yourself time to think. Your best ideas are going to come from this time and save you more time later. And you know I'm going to say this, but you want to block off your calendar and put me time on it. So hit pause on this podcast right now. Go into your calendar, block off 30 minutes every day for the next month, write me time, and see how it goes. I promise you that stopping and just enjoying a few minutes to yourself is actually going to make you more energized and more productive on the task that you had planned for the rest of the day. 
The last one, number 10, is do more with less. So clear your space. Work from a state of inspiration. Clean your desk. Go work from a coffee shop, which I know we can't all do right now. But my point is you want to surround yourself with an environment that supports you. If you have stuff all over your desk and you're trying to write a paper, let's say, or write a blog post and the book next to you is distracting you or something else on your desk makes you think of something else, then you're not going to be as effective as if you can just sit down and focus in a clean space that makes you feel inspired. So maybe it's putting your favorite quote up on the wall, hanging some pictures. My point is, it's okay to have sort of, you know, your process of putting notes and post-it notes and things everywhere, whatever that is, but make sure that when you're sitting down to focus, you don't have things around you that are going to make you distracted. All right, so I told you there were going to be 10, but I have one little bonus that I wanted to throw in, and that is think about where you can outsource. And if you're like, well, that doesn't make sense for me. I don't want to outsource anything. I recently started a whiteboard in my office where I write down all the tasks that I think that I could outsource. And this is anything from a personal task to a business task, but it's basically things that I don't need to do that somebody else could do. And a few of them might not come to mind when you think about outsourcing, but outsourcing is really anything that someone else can do that can save you time. So simple outsourcing things are like grocery delivery, dry cleaning pickup, um, meal kits or meal plan delivery, um, outsource shopping. So I use Stitch Fix as my monthly clothing allowance, and then I don't have to spend time doing it. Um, Proofreading. So I use an app on my laptop that automatically proofreads when I write things, so I don't have to, again, spend extra time doing it. That app is called Grammarly, by the way, which is a lifesaver. Um, There are a couple other apps that you can use like Asana or Loop, which is a, or Loom, I'm sorry, which is like a video recording um, software. You can use a habit tracker. You can use Trello or Calendly or Google Keep to keep track of your notes. It's outsourcing is not necessarily hiring someone to do something for you, but it's a way that you can really save time by having someone or an automated system do something for you. Um, A lot of people talk about having a cleaning service come to their house or a tutor or a mother's helper. Obviously, right now, we can't do that. But in the future, those are some things to think about. And then as always, you could always hire a virtual assistant um, for different business tasks. But I like to think about outsourcing, not necessarily as I have to hire someone to do it, but where can I save time? For me personally, that's grocery delivery, dry cleaning pickup, and then occasionally we'll do some meal kits or meal delivery like HelloFresh or something like that um, to save us time. So just something to think about as you think about how you can find more time in your day. But guys, I promise you, even if you just do three of the 10 tips that I talked about, you are going to be so much more efficient with your week. So I want to know, email me, put a post in the comments, which tips are you going to do this week? 
And how did they work for you? So I'd love to know if these tips helped you. Is it something that you're doing on a regular basis? And most importantly, what would you like to hear more of? I'm always open to ideas and love to share what uh, is working for all of you. So I can't wait to talk more next week. Make sure you catch the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. For free materials and resources, head on over to hollymariehaines.com. Did you love this episode of Crush the Rush? Have questions or other topic ideas? Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. The reviews are really what keeps this going, and I can't wait to bring you more content. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you.